1: all right let's finish up on a high note here steve uh we just paid homage to the coach and now let's pay homage to our atlanta falcons with our hall of fame audio of the week snap spot here's Ku for the win kick is away and drive home safely (laughs) young way Ku from 41 yards Wins the ball game. Arthur Smith and Atlanta are four and four. You know, not going to lie. Obviously a solid call there from Wes. He's always the consummate professional. I wasn't sure which direction they were going to go because it had been so bad. So that was the first time I heard it on the radio because I was watching the TV call. That's obviously Wes Thurman, Dave Archer, Atlanta Falcons Radio Network, only on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Um, I wasn't sure if Wes was going to call it. Like, what I heard there was relief. Like, yeah. holy <laughs> crap. Like, I just broadcasted for five hours this this game. You know, I sweat through my suit. You know, I've lost five pounds just sitting up here with my, sitting on my hands with Arch. And you could hear it in the call. The, just the, wow, we won. Or if they were going to go, oh my God, this is one of the craziest games you have ever seen. So I was interested to see what tact he was going to take. And you could tell he was just like, man, that broadcast took as much out of me and Arch as it did the the players. And I totally get that.
0: Yeah. I, I think that was the only way to go after that. Maybe if you win it in regulation on a game-winning field goal or, you know, something like that, or even on the first possession of overtime. But the fact that there were two instances where the Panthers, I'll say they won the game. They complete the, you know, the hail Mary, all they need is an extra point. You figure, all right, they won. Yep. So you, then you got to re-energize yourself to to keep calling the game after they miss that one. Then Mariota throws the pick in overtime, and they get what a 33-yard chip shot field goal. The Panthers it's like, all right, you're gonna win it again, essentially. Nope, they miss it. You re-energize yourself now, then you have the game-winning call. So at that point, I even you know, I wasn't calling the game. Nobody, nobody at the station was, you know, when we were there watching it yesterday, but we were all exhausted. So I can only imagine what Wes and Dave were having to go through in that booth, trying to just will this team to a victory with their call. And so, yeah, I I think it was a sense of relief more than anything when they won it.
1: Yeah. So from like our perspective, from like breaking down the media perspective, like you got to try to put yourself in the moment as you just did very well. Him and Wes sitting up there from one o'clock, it's like quarter to five. They're like, back and forth and back and forth and it's holy crap and then it's holy crap and then it's holy crap and then it's holy crap and so you're just you're just I can only imagine just how emotionally draining it is to call a game like that like you know as the broadcaster for the team you're with them week at week in and week out play in and play out you're calling every single play of every single game and you get to this high point of Demir bird. And then you get to the absolute low point of um, what's his name? The receiver DJ Moore, DJ Moore who who makes this incredible catch rips off his helmet. And then you're like, what what's going on? There's a chance. And then he shanks the kick and then he shanks the kick again. And in between (laughs) that Marcus Mariota throws a pick and you're just like, man, I don't know what to make of this anymore. So I bet you that I wonder if like you could sit down with him, like anatomy of broadcaster and be like, did you think he was making the kick?
0: Right. The Wait, kick and back. Bo Morgan, you're, uh, your fellow or the executive producer of Dukes and Bell that you're with uh, so often you will be today. I know he's up in the booth with them as, cause he produces the Falcons radio network as well. I'm yes. curious to, to know. And I'll ask him later today when I'm in for, uh, for my shift that I wonder what their body language was like, right? You know, again, same thing with the final call or whether it's the final call or some of the big moments at the end of regulation, are they, you know, are they slumped down? Are they standing? Are they, you know, I am curious in that moment because we don't see the broadcasters usually we're, we're just, we're listening on the radio. So I'm curious what uh, what that element was like.
1: Yeah. I know the Yankees have a um, John Sterling cam, we got to get a Wes and Arch cam. There we go in the in the booth. It's just a little <laughs> one up in the corner at home games that shows it's running the entire game. And if there's something crazy that happens, they just tweet his reaction because it's so it's so visceral. Like when you're when you're the TV broadcaster, you got to play it down the middle. So when when Kenny Albert's making the call, like he's excited, but he's not rooting for the Falcons to win the game. He's not supposed to be anyway, but Wes and Dave, you've got to imagine there's fist pumping and, uh, you know, and hands on hips and, you know, leaning forward and out of the, almost falling out of the booth. Like, you know, trying to, you know, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Like, you know, you're, you're willing to kick into the, into the uh, back of the net as you do when you're a fan watching from. Yeah. Home.
0: I'd it's love great. to hear the Panthers radio network. At you some know, point, that, we may. I call. may have to look that up today.
1: Yeah, we may have to dig that up for the next uh, episode of the show. Um, I know their guy Mick Mixon retired. Oh, it's um, it's Anish Shroff. This is his first year doing oh, from, it from uh, uh, ESPN. ESPN broadcaster. Um, Mick was a. Gr- we used to have Mick on Duke's and Bell all the time. He was a consummate pro, you know, legendary radio voice in in the football game. Uh, I think. he I think he put in, like, 30 years or something crazy like that, wow. broadcasting football. Um, so he, this is Anisha's first year. So this was the biggest call he, he's had to make so far. So that, that would be very interesting to dive into for sure. Um, so, Steve, just an insane Falcons-Panthers game. Um, I know Butterfinger agrees. Yeah, speaking of Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, the, the funny thing is going to be um, – what happens in, I guess, about a week and a half from now when we're back on the air after this rematch, deciding uh, could be first place again? I mean, potentially, I mean, we could be doing this this all over again. I mean, it's going to kind of just ping pong back and forth, you would think. I mean, is Tom Brady, you know, you know, lose 10 games in a season? I you don't think so. So uh, how long can the Falcons stay in this thing is really the question.
0: Yeah. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna speak on Tom Brady's personal life. I have no idea what happened coming back, all that kind of stuff. The one thing I will say with it they have not looked good the last four weeks. We obviously learned last week that, and it was the day after the Thursday night game that him and Giselle, the divorce has been finalized and all that kind of stuff. There may be some sense of, all right, that is behind him. Right. And he may have, you know, for better or for worse, his mind might be a little clearer of now I know the outcome of that. It's not something that is, you know, being kicked around in his head all the time. So, you know, I wonder maybe the focus is a little sharper for, for Brady and the Bucks here over the next few weeks. But, yeah, th- this is not a division that a team is going to run away with and win by four games. This is going to be a division that goes back and forth all season long. So, really, every divisional matchup is going to h- have such high intrigue because it could decide the division at the uh, at the end of the season.
1: We didn't even mention the Aints who put a beat down on the That's Raiders right. yesterday. So, it'll be Josh very fast. Maybe a,
0: a one and done there in Vegas. Yeah. They look awful. Yeah, they should be so much better than they are. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: All all right. That'll do it for this edition of the Off Air podcast. Steve reveled us with his uh, Halloween hits and misses. I decided (laughs) to spend uh, an amount of money I shouldn't have spent, but had a great time. We honored the late Vince Dooley and we celebrated and reminisced in what was one of the wackier NFL games you will ever see with our first place. That's right. For the people in the back, first place Atlanta Falcons. We will talk to you guys in just a couple days. For Steven Gagliano, I am Chris Thomas saying thank you for listening to the Off-Air Podcast.